Welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy TV. I'm Sarah Pearsons, and I just am so honored and blessed that you would tune in today and watch at Legacy TV, this is so cool to be able to come into your homes or your cars or wherever you're at and share the Word of God with you. Today, we want to um, take you to a series of messages, start a new series, and it's all about the conversation between grace and faith. Jeremy preached it at Andrew Womack's Bible College, Karis Bible College in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And this is just so close to our heart because it's foundational for this ministry and, and what we're, we're learning and God's given us revelation here on how to live by faith and what it means to be in the household of faith. You know, in the household of faith, we do things a little different. I mean, we live by faith. We talk by faith. We receive everything by faith. And some people think we're crazy, but the truth is without faith, it's impossible to please God. So I love it. And I am so honored that we, we know what we know and that God has given us revelation of what it means to live and to walk by faith. Man, it has saved my life. It has saved my baby's lives. This, um, this revelation of what it means to stand on God's Word and to take Him at His Word and to trust Him fully. And I, I, we want to share this with you today, what it means to live in this household of faith. You know, you're in this family, and we are so honored to have you in this family, part of this PMI family, and and in this with us together. And we're praying over you today that you would receive and see more light on what it means to, to really live in this household. Let's pray together today and get right into the Word. Father, we love you. Thank you for ears that hear. We ask you to give us eyes that see Jesus and understand what you have for us. You know what we need today, and we receive that from you today. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name, amen. Stick with me. I'll be back to pray with you right after this message. Galatians chapter six, let's begin here in verse nine. It says, let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Verse 10, therefore, as we have opportunity. Everybody say opportunity. opportunity. One of the greatest gifts God's ever given mankind was opportunity. He never forced anything on anybody. If he was going to force something or someone on you, he would have forced Jesus on us. But he's never done that. Why? Because love does not force itself on anyone. Love creates opportunity. And the greatest gift God gave us was opportunity. And he didn't just shout out loud, hey, I love y'all. He did something about it. He loved us so much that he proved it when he gave us Jesus. And in Jesus, he gave us what? Opportunity. Opportunity to love him back. Opportunity to receive the love that he has for us. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let's go on here. Let us do good to all. Watch this though. Especially to those who are of the household of faith. The household of faith. For the last couple of years, I've been stuck. I don't know if you've ever gotten stuck before, particularly in the Word of God. You get stuck in a scripture, and sometimes you get stuck in a scripture, and man, you don't want out. Because every time you look at it, every time 
your Bible just falls open to that place because you've been going there for weeks and months on end. You're just seeing something in it. And it gets to the point where you quit seeing something in it and you start seeing someone in it. And that someone is Jesus. And shortly after you start seeing Jesus in it, if you hang with it, you'll start seeing yourself in it. That's what's going to happen when you allow yourself to get stuck in the word of God and just be patient with the Holy Spirit. Be patient with him. Let him actually take some time to unfold something. And I got stuck here a couple of years ago in reading about the household of faith. Everybody say it, the household of faith. faith. Now you you can look at this one of a few ways. The household of faith, of course, I believe is a reference to this glowing, or excuse me, this growing global body that you and I are a part of. Man, we're everywhere. Do you realize that? We are everywhere. This body, this family of faith. And when you look at the word household, that's what it means. It means family. And you've got to understand that. That's one of the first things you have to understand about God in your relationship with him is that we're a family. He's a father and we're his family. And in the household of faith, of course, I know it's a reference to, like I said, the body of Christ at large, the family of God all over the world. There's also those who understand the word, maybe even just the term faith as just an adherence to a system of belief. You believe in something, you're a person of faith. Doesn't matter what you believe in, we'll just label that faith. We've got faith-based programs that our government has initiated. And in an effort to be fair and give equal time, you know, we're just all people of faith. And the Muslim guy's a person of faith. And the Buddhist is a person of faith. And you're, oh, you believe in Jesus, you're a person of faith. Y'all just all people of faith. But then there's people like me, and I think a lot like you, who when we hear faith or the household of faith, man, it means something else entirely. See, I read this scripture and I feel like that in some way or another, Paul was prophetically speaking to the actual house that I grew up in. Like the house of faith. Like the actual one. I feel like the house I grew up in was that house, man. Some of you know, I mean, uh, Pastor Greb mentioned it earlier. My grandparents, Kenneth and Gloria Copeland, praise God. I mean, these people have been preaching Jesus 50 years this year. Thank you, Lord. They have been preaching Jesus in churches, on television, in convention centers, in prisons, in old abandoned drugstores. They were preaching Jesus when people were staying away by the thousands. They were preaching Jesus and have been preaching the word for 50 years now. But these, this couple is known the world over for preaching faith. Am I right? Anybody in here familiar with that? I mean, you know that. They're the faith people. Well, you need to understand that the people preaching faith from the platform, that's the exact same thing they were preaching at the house, in the living room. I mean, my grandfather's famous in our house for saying, if faith in God's word can't get it, I don't want it in my house. (laughs) And man, it was just faith. It was faith, 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 faith. And if we needed something, the answer was always, what's the word say? What's the word say? What's the word say? Mommy, I need this. What's the word say? Daddy, can I have the, what's the word say? 
And as a kid, you know, you get to the point where you hear that so much and you just finally want to say, just tell me what the word says. <laughs> then I'll know and I can tell you what the word says, you know, and it's, it's a little, maybe a little frustrating, but I mean, it's just different growing up in the house of faith. There's a different way of speaking in this house. There's a different way of walking in this house. And you find out a lot about your house as you grow up. You find out about who you are when you start realizing and comparing it to who everybody else is. And I know the same things probably happened to you that happened to me growing up. I even went to school with Christian kids. I mean, kindergarten through graduation, I was at the same Christian school. I even remember the day my mom took me in there to apply to go to school there, fill out the little application to go to kindergarten. The headmaster of the school was the one there and he sat down with us, handed my mom the application. She filled out parents' names, grandparents' names, all that kind of stuff. And he looks at the application. He stops, looks up at her, looks back down at it, looks at her. His eyes get real wide. They begin to well up with tears. He sits there, pulls a Kenneth Copeland tape out of his shirt pocket and said, this has changed my life. And even as a pre-kindergartner, I thought, yeah, this is going to work out. <laughs> this is going to be good. <laughs> but even in an environment like that, you realize, yeah, I'm here as a part of the, the global family, but you and I both know there's such thing as family within family. Amen. And every family has that side of their family, <laughs> right? That side that, oh, did we forget to tell you about the family reunion? I'm so sorry. We... And sometimes as the house of faith, I feel like we're that side of the family. We just talk different than everybody else. We just walk different than everybody else. And you find that out when you're growing up and you ask mom and dad, can I go do this? Can we go do that? And they say, no. And, they look, and you look back at them and say, well, they get to. Come on, help me out. What, what's coming? What's coming? I don't care what, what, what Bobby Joe gets to go do. Help me out. In this house. In my house. Right? And you find out who you are. Oftentimes you find out who you are by what you don't get to do and what you don't, where you don't get to go. And I found out a lot about the house of faith growing up in it. Man, we just did things different there. A buddy of mine at school would be gone for a few days. He'd come back. We're like, where were you, man? He's like, oh, I was home, sick, didn't feel good. You okay? Yeah, it's fine. You know, just kind of laid around and watched TV. Mom brought me food. It was kind of, kind of nice. I'm like, that's not what happens. In my house... We, we think twice before we come in and say, I don't feel good. Because this is not going to be coddled. This is not going to be pet. This, this is covers off, lights on, get your Bible, get Papa's tapes, get, the, get your books out. We're going to make some confessions. Come on, say this after me, Jeremy. Say it. Jesus is the Lord of my life. Jesus is the Lord of my life. By his stripes, I was healed. By his, say it like you mean it, boy. By his stripes, I was healed. 
say this. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for me. Being made a curse for me. For it is written for This was what's going on in my house. And if you weren't up for that, just go to school. Just go to school, man. This is house of faith. In the house of faith, we didn't get to walk by sight. We didn't get to walk by how we felt. Everybody else gets to walk by sight. I don't care if everybody else gets to walk by sight. Help me out. In this house, it's just different. Can I get a witness from anybody in here? Anybody grow up in that house? That's the house I grew up in. I got to tell you the story. Sixth grade. No, no. Fourth grade, I think. Came science fair project time. I love telling this story. And while everybody else is doing, you know, solar systems and exploding volcanoes and battery powered this and, you know, solar powered that, you know, in the house of faith, we do science a little different. And I think it was my mom who came up with this plan. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take two plants, two identical plants. We're going to feed them the same. We're going to water them the same. We're going to give them the same sunlight. But here's what's going to be different. Over one, we're going to write out a good confession. We wrote out these little confessions for the science project. And to this day, my dad, who is king of the archives in my family, has this science project still, and you can go to my house. Well, you can't go, but you could see it. (laughs) He's got the confession boards written out and the little Polaroid pictures that they took of me looking all sweet at one plant and looking all mean at another one. And and several weeks into the project, I come to my mom and I'm like, mom, it's not working. There's, There's no difference in these plants. It's not working, I said. We're standing in the kitchen of our home and she looks back at me and says, yes, it is. I said, no, it's not. And she said, yes, it is. And I look at it and I'm looking at her. I'm like, no, it's not. And here I am. I'm, I'm nervous about my grade, right? But it's not just the grade. It's like, I've, I'm about to prove that the word of God doesn't work. And I can't, I'm in fourth grade. I can't handle that kind of pressure on my shoulders. And I'm telling her, it's not working. It's not working. And she looks at me. In her version of the story, I'm crying. I don't know about that. But she she looks at me and she looks me right in the eye and says, Jeremy, yes, it is. And she said it was like watching a light bulb go on above me. And I said, oh, you're confessing by faith that is working. I get it. And from that point on, for the next, I don't know how much time was left, a couple weeks, three weeks, after I got a revelation of it, we started seeing change in these two plants. We started seeing one begin to wilt and wither around the edges of the leaves and start to turn yellow. And I turned this thing in and there was visible difference between two plants that had been fed the same, watered the same, given the exact same sunlight, sat in the window right next to each other. The only difference was a fourth grader's words of faith over one. 
That was it. Come on, we do science a little different in the house of faith. I guess the rest of the story is my mom decided she was going to keep these plants. And by the way, I got a first place blue ribbon for this science project. Got invited to go to the regional level, whatever the next level is, of fourth graders in their science fairs. I got invited to go there. Got another first place ribbon. It was a, a really cool testimony. The rest of the story is, though, that my mom kept the plants. And she's like, well, these are decent plants. We'll keep them around. And I think they went the way of most plants, sort of forgotten about, got stuck on a shelf behind some stuff, she said. She found these plants months later. One was dead and gone. There was another one still alive. No food, no water, no sunlight. Living for weeks and months on the faith of a fourth grader. Now, if it'll do that, if the Word of God can do that in a plant, what do you think it could do in your body? What do you think it could do in your finances? What do you think it could do in your relationship? The Word of God coming out of you. But the key was that moment when the light turned on and it became revelation to me. All I have to tell you, it's just different growing up in the house of faith. It's just different. And now I realize that my wife, Sarah, and I have two kids. We've got Justice, who's six years old, and uh, his little sister, Jessie Gray, she's three years old. And we realize now we're bringing up another generation in the house of faith. I don't know, a few months ago, we had Justice with us in the back seat. We were on our way to an appointment, running late, so we called in a food order at a restaurant, swing, uh, ran in there, got the food, Brought to the car, we take off, we're eating in the car, we give Justice his food, and out of the back seat, we just hear him, he's not talking to us, we just hear him say, grilled cheese, you cool down now in Jesus' name. (laughs) You might be house of faith when you find your six-year-old giving the faith command to a grilled cheese sandwich. But I can tell you something, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Because the same tenacity that my parents dealt with our healing and our prosperity and the provision of God and the peace in our home, the same tenacity that they laid hold of the word with, that's alive and well in me today. And now I'm bringing up another generation. My wife and I, partners together, raising our kids in the house of faith and not just raising a family in it, but I, I've come face to face with this scripture where, I, where we've been stuck for the last, I don't know how long now, and realize it's not just something I'm supposed to live in my house, but this is my ministry. This is my assignment. And that every time I open the word of God standing in front of anyone, whether it's on this platform, in front of however many hundreds are in here, or in a tiny little church somewhere, I don't care where it is, every time the word of God gets opened, it must do two things. It must reveal Jesus, and it must stir up the spirit of faith. That's my assignment. So that's what's got to happen in in you and in me in here today. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. 
You can also visit PearsonsMinistries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith. Thank you.